Welcome back, inebriates. Uh, Andy here, as always. And it's actually Halloween. And um, yeah, that's just how the schedule shook out. And I'm here with Miss Frizzle from, is it Miss Frizzle? Did I get that right? Miss Frizzle. Miss Frizzle from yeah. the Magic School Bus, <laughs> a.k.a. Elizabeth from Vixen 7 7. Mm-hmm. Is it 7 7 7 or 77? How do you? People say both. I like both. I like okay. Vixen 77. Because of the, you know, uh, 77 rock and roll, you know, power pop, everything out of New York and yeah. Michigan. <laughs> um, so it's funny because I was talking with friends and I- I'm trying to be less of a douchey guy mm. in general. And so my <laughs> friends are like, oh, who are you interviewing? I'm like, oh, I'm interviewing um, this person person from an all-female punk band i'm like why do i say that and i should just say a punk band yeah that's something that you guys kind of face a lot of it's something that happens like almost every day and i find it to be like the word like the female fronted thing like the word female itself seems so like anatomical to me and it's kind of like like in itself being like here are these these five fuck like these objects up here kind of like it makes me feel like that um so there's that side of it but i also understand the like wanting to be like hey this is like a group of five like extremely talented women out there but my own personal take on it is that we're just a rock and roll band like we're just a punk band you don't have to always it doesn't always have to be about being a woman like I just watched the Joan Jett documentary again and she has this great, great quote. That's like, they were asking about the band and like sex and sex in the band. And she was like, if, if I answer this question, that's all this band is ever going to be about. And I yeah. thought that was like a really like powerful thing to be like, yeah, we like own our sexuality and we do every, like we're fucking proud of it. But like, if we give in to like talk to to ourselves focusing on being women and shit. I think that that that's all anyone's ever going to focus on and not focus on the music. Um, when we first started, people kind of treated, uh, treated us like a novelty act yeah. almost. And that was really shitty. It's like, we have to prove to you that we can play guitars. And if we fuck up, it's like, Oh, she fucked up. Cause she's a girl, you know? And I think that's stupid as hell. So, right. Sorry. I, about it <laughs> yeah no i mean like because it was like i i actually had the thought be like why do i i keep saying that because it's just a you know i should be saying a philly punk band yeah it's philly punk band. Straightforward, um, yeah so i actually uh have spent a reasonable amount of time in philly um my mother was originally from down there so we would travel down there a lot and a, a, one of my closest high school friends lives down there is there a big punk scene because i feel like he is a, a very big music nerd and uh so if there's probably like happening punk he's probably checked it out down there there's such a big punk scene that there are like punk scenes within the punk scene kind of thing okay <laughs> you know there's like there's like the street punks and then there's like the crust punks and then there's the rock and roll kids and then crust punk like, that is something that I am totally just discovering that is so it's like acoustic really? punk yeah like it's like so there's like this muddy area where crust punk and folk punk kind of like make a Venn diagram mm-hmm. and um 
like a traveler kid type of situation or there's the other side of crust punk which is like infest or spaz or like really grind quarry type things and then but the, with crust punks there's like this whole um stereotype that comes with crust punks i don't know if you're familiar with it um i do, like i said i it's something that i just, i just found out about it and mm-hmm. I want to say, I'm trying to remember if the band's name was Days and Days or if that was, yeah, the band's name was Days and Days. I don't know where they're from, um, but I stumbled across their video and I'm like, this is really good, but I want them all to go take a shower. Yeah, that's <laughs> how just, I feel a lot of guys I did. <laughs> they just look kind of like, you know, it reminded me of kind of um, like Peaky Blinders where it's mm. such a great movie, but I'm like, just everyone go bathe because yeah, no, they me out a little bit. Out. <laughs> so is that one of the stereotypes uh yeah stereotype is definitely needing showers oogles it's like white kids with dreads okay <laughs> that, okay that type of thing um i think it was more popular in philly i want to say like seven years ago i was more aware of that scene seven years ago mm-hmm. so it may be just i was like had I don't know. I don't know what's happening with the the crust scene in Philly anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, what scene does Vixen Seven Seven fall into? Or, or see, I hate asking this question because mm. things have gotten so like niche. Like punk isn't just punk anymore, and yeah, you know, there's so much overlap. But like, how how would you describe for someone who hasn't heard it? Um, I try to like. It's so hard because I I first go like, yo, we're just a rock and roll band. Like, we just want to have fun. We just want to play. But then to somebody that's not a music nerd, like not me, not you, like some, I call them gen pop people, mm-hmm. but like to gen pop people, when I say rock like and roll, they're prison, like, like oh, general population. <laughs> yeah, that's what I call them. <laughs> okay. I like that. People that don't know a lot about music. Yeah. <laughs> gen pop. Okay. I dig it. So I'll be like, it's a rock and roll band. And then they're going to think it's shine down. Someone's going to think it's shine down. Someone else is going to think it's like Led Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. And then, so just like you said, it's hard to be like, it's a rock and roll band, but it's like 70s rock and roll. And so, but to describe it to like a music nerd, I would be like, it's power pop, it's 77, it's it's rock and roll, it's, you know, new wave sometimes, maybe a little bit. So you could say it's overlapping and all that, but it's just to me like a rock. Just rock and roll. I just want to be a rock and roll player, and it's a rock and roll band. There's a rock and roll show. But the cool thing is, is we do have kids from like everywhere, like all different genres of the punk community coming to the shows, which is a lot of fun. Because it's just fun to see everyone and not have like some weird, this is a metal show kind of yeah. situation. Um, so your album's Easy Access was out on uh, the 14th. Of October, yeah, of October. Uh, was this a COVID project? Was this a project that got hung up because of COVID? Little of both. Little of both. Okay. Yes. So, uh, when the band started, so this will be a brief history, if that's okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, so the band started, and it was actually Kate and these two other people that were in the band, and uh. A friend, a mutual friend of Kate and I's that lives in New York was like, oh, if you're looking for another guitarist, I have this friend in Philly that also loves playing rock and roll. And so she reached out to me. I think they had been playing for like a month. 
And so I joined the band and then we found jazz the same way through like jazz, the bassist, the same way through just like connections in Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got, you know, some, you know, thunder behind us. We started playing, you know, we attracted some people that wanted to help us out with recording. So we did end up recording an EP and then going literally March, 2020, we went to New York to record at our friend Pete Donnelly shout out studio with the old lineup of vixen and it was like the first or second weekend of march and literally a month later april may everything shut down yes and then so during the pandemic there ended up being some lineup changes and we ended up with sarah as a drummer and sam as a singer um so we actually before sam joined the band we practiced with sarah at a scuba warehouse in bridesburg uh he wanted okay. to lend us the space <laughs> to let us practice and it was an amazing thing but it was at scuba delphia <laughs> yeah it's okay. scuba delphia you can learn how to scuba dive in philly i did not know that but you can if anyone listening to this wants to scuba dive. <laughs> but so after all that we ended up together sam sam joined the band same way like through people and we started writing and like we went in a not a completely different direction but like a tougher direction that than that we were going in and i was like all about being tougher and so this new lineup is a product of covid itself like if covid didn't happen we wouldn't have sarah we wouldn't have sam we would be in a completely different place um and we would have released the album how we recorded it before and we would be missing like five songs that we wrote with sam off the album so you know it's a silver lining of the pandemic kind of thing yeah you know it's funny like uh, those stories really intrigue me because i I find myself very much in that ballpark where going into the pandemic you know i worked really hard at an ebr but i had a day job and um they actually i was getting job offers from other places and i Mm -hmm. I, uh, you know, spoke to my boss and they're like, well, we're going to make an offer to keep you. And, you know, that finally came to fruition. And then two weeks later, they laid me off. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, so it's just like, oh, it's so crazy. And, yeah. um, you know, but now it's like that kind of afforded me the opportunity just to focus on an Avery art full time. Yeah. And it's accelerating. Now you have all this crazy shit. Oh, it's unreal. Like (laughs) the stuff that's happening is happening so fast. And, Uh um, you know, and, and even the, just the simplest things, like we went dark recording for a month because I'm Mm. at the time I'm like, I'm only going to record people if I can talk to them in person. (laughs) And, uh, then COVID hit and you're like, all right, now what? Yeah. And just because (laughs) of like, the situation i ended up getting so many more amazing guests because mm-hmm. i had no choice and now i'm like oh i'm gonna keep that going just because i get to talk to you know we have a yeah. lot of people that come through town but not not like you have access on on the internet so yeah worldwide right <laughs> yeah. so do you guys have plans to tour uh I know- I, yeah we want to tour we don't have a plan yet um so with COVID, everything kept getting pushed back along with the release of our album. Mm-hmm. So our original plan was the album was going to come out in July and we were going to tour in the fall, but it ended up being pushed back to October. So we're looking to 
uh, tour next next year or the beginning of spring, hopefully. Um, I just I want to tour. I love touring. I've been in bands that have toured before, and it's a road trip is my favorite thing in the entire world, and I can't wait to do it. And I think it'll be very interesting to see how five of us will fit in a car. <laughs> I mean, I know we'll get a van and it'll be big and stuff, but I mean, like, you know, like there's like in the real Scooby-Doo movie when Daphne shows up and has like a million suitcases. Yeah. Like, I think that'd be all of us. <laughs> <laughs> I think all of us need to, to reel it back in a little bit. And I think that'll just be like a fun part of tour because everyone's going to share like, it's the clothes. We all want clothes. So I think we're all just going to end up sharing each other's clothes for tour. So I yeah. think I'm like most excited about just the logistics of it. And it, I want to see everyone. I want to play everywhere. Yeah. Like, and it's, it, it is an interesting thing. Like you think of touring bands as, you know, with the tour buses and flying on jets. But when you're in those smaller bands, it's like you, you don't have the ability to kind of get up and walk away from the people you're, you're stuck next to each other oh, for good. the entire ride <laughs> it'll be like a group chat in real life 24 7 like <laughs> and then you got to text the person next to you about the other person on the other side of you <laughs> no none of that <laughs> um but yeah it's, uh, i was uh talking with um uh, his name's uh, Jackson Weatherby, and he uh, uh, is the front man for the elevators. And mm-hmm. he was saying that, you know, they, they actually now have a pretty sizable van. But um, one of the logistic things that they kind of found as a workaround is they all went and got um, Planet Fitness or some like national chain gym, like gold members for yeah, certain yeah. members of the band so then like they're like yeah we go we work out we bring a guest you know one of the other guys in the band and then we can shower and shower yeah. yeah better than a truck stop yeah <laughs> <laughs> sounds good i am not the worker outer in the band i think all the other girls work out i'm a like i walk everywhere in philly and that's enough for me type of person <laughs> <laughs> are you born and bred in philly or are you a transplant uh- I am a transplant. I've lived in Philly for about 10 years in South yep. Philly. Um, I am originally born and raised in Orlando, Florida. Okay. So yeah. South so, Philly, how close mm-hmm. is that to Flower Town? The Flower Town? I have yeah. no idea. Okay. At a place. <laughs> <laughs> I also to... only like no Philly because oh, I don't yeah. have a car, so I the city <laughs> oh, all right that makes sense <laughs> heard of flower town before it's like a real like is it in new jersey i guess no no it's like jersey. really it's really close to philly i know it's like flower town germantown philly because that's oh, where my okay. grandmother lived so like northwest ish yeah. of the city it's over there yeah probably a couple miles away i don't know <laughs> can't um, get there like <laughs> <laughs> uh so what got you into music in the beginning was it punk or did you um, start off more on like a pop genre a, a little bit of both so i grew up in a family that loved music mm-hmm. like i grew up loving um james brown ccr like zeppelin sabbath doors obvious like all that shit um the young like some of the first things i can remember is music and then 
that was a huge part of my life. And then in fifth grade, I was listening to the radio at night, classic rock channel on Sunday night. And at midnight, little Steven's underground garage came on and it was before Sirius XM. Like this was when the radio show came on at midnight, only on Sundays, you had to tune in. And that first night they played garage rock. They played, and then they played 77, like Johnny Thunders. They played the Ramones and I was like 11 years old and I had never heard this shit before. And like my brain exploded. And I used to stay up every Sunday night with a pen and a pad to write down the mm-hmm. artist when he would go over them and then go on like, Kazaa or whatever. Kazaa. Kazam, I don't remember. Kazam, yeah. And LimeWire, the one that's like LimeWire, and like download these, like rip off these garage bands and stuff. And so that then started my affinity for everything music, and that has included um, literally everything. I love every genre. I love pop music. Taylor Swift is one of my favorite people um i love local bands still so it's literally been a huge part of my life and in fifth grade also is i begged my mom for a guitar and she got me a guitar an acoustic guitar first yeah um and then shortly after i got my first electric guitar when i was like in sixth grade and i remember being like i will never be able to play the ramones how do people play power chords like i can never i thought the ramones was like the hardest music to play in the world and I mean, yeah. it's harder than people think, actually. But like, I just, I can't remember a time where I wasn't playing or I wasn't listening to it. And I think I'm I'm lucky in that sense. I think some people get raised in families, not saying like, oh, boo-hoo, but like, why don't you like music? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's funny. Like, the your, your story was reminding me a lot of kind of like my, my childhood, like, because the thing that really got me into music well i shouldn't say that because i was playing music from like elementary school on but Mm -hmm. like when i found like my music was staying up late to watch headbangers ball and (laughs) you know i instead of like writing it down i would put in the vhs and just like record record it as much as i could (laughs) and um you know, and I, you know, even my friends today give me a hard time. They're like, you're a music snob. If it becomes popular, you'll be like, nah, I don't want to hear it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You could but, have been my favorite restaurant kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I, <laughs> I, I really like kind of finding the obscure bands that people aren't listening mm-hmm. to because I don't want to hear a song a thousand times over, which, yeah. you know, in the MTV days, that's what happened. Um, mm-hmm. so a little different now, though. Yeah, you have the more so the ability to have a pretentious taste in music now. Like it's a little easier to do that. And I'm saying pretentious not in a negative way. I'm saying like you have the ability to be an audiophile. Mm-hmm. I can go online and find everything I want. I can go find, you know, a fucking band from Belize in 1979 and yep. find their like EP that their friend recorded. How cool like that's so cool because it used to be like if you're not a big artist like we really don't care about you yeah but you don't realize that there were independent labels and shit in like the 60s that were recording these frat rock bands for like 50 bucks you know and they these 45s exist and i think you had to spend all your time at a record store before not saying that's not cool like i would do that still to this day yeah but now you have the ability to just 
devour it for hours if you want, like anytime, your phone, your computer, anything. And I think that's really cool and that people don't use it to the full extent that they should, I think. And, <laughs> well, no, I think you're right. But in one of one of my favorite things is there's a, a, a dive bar, like literally, I don't know, 20 yards from where I'm sitting. And it is this perfect dive bar where it's just grungy and you know run down and everyone there it's like there's just be, you know booze like you can't get food there yeah but they play music off of a, a off tablet so all the bartenders instead of having kind of like a muzak going they put on their playlist or they yeah you know mess stuff you know mess around with stuff or like oh you know what you should check out and um yeah. there's been multiple times where like you go in and you'd be like listen to something be like what what are we listening who's got the the tablet and you yeah. know, just have handed it off to like a patron and be like oh man you know tony you got the music today and it, it's, yeah it's just a fun way to to share music i love that i've i have a bar less than two blocks away same shit like yeah. literally last night i was there and we were all handing around a phone <laughs> yeah and that's exactly what we be like oh you know and then someone's like yeah i don't really dig that or they're like oh that's really good and you know yeah it, it it brings back kind of those I feel like there was a good decade to 15 years that the internet ruined like good bar conversation uh-huh where you used to like have borderline arguments over like no no that actor's so and so and but like now you just yes. like, hang on you look it up and go yeah whatever that's who it is. yeah okay yeah so, <laughs> but with the music you're right it, I'm wrong yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I feel like it's still that way with music and opinions on movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We so were listening you... to Butt Rock, though. You were listening to what? Like Nickelback. Butt Bro. Rock. Bro, first of all, <laughs> okay. So that same bar has like this one musician he plays every Tuesday, and he's got one, one of the most phenomenal. Uh huh. Does he do Nickelback covers? Sort of, yes. <laughs> um, but he's got an amazing voice. He's one of the least serious people I've I, I've met. And so he, he like, you know, oh, what do you guys want to hear? Blah, blah, blah. And takes a request and inevitably someone shouts, play Nickelback. And he's like, I'll play it and you're going to sing it because you secretly like Nickelback. And uh-huh. every time he plays it, like the whole bar ends up singing it. Well, yeah, everyone knows everyone knows all the songs to like every yeah. nickelback and they're catchy whether you like <laughs> them or not they're catchy yeah <laughs> so i was telling this story to a musician on the podcast and because she was kind of just getting started and was playing a lot of bar gigs and i'm like oh blah yeah. blah you know and so then it got real kind of quiet and she's like well i can't really comment on that because the guy in one of the guys in nickelback owns my label and i'm just like <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> and in Sorry, my head, I'm like, and I'm corner. like, but I, I, I said people secretly like them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, they have that one creepy song that's like, um, I like the pants around. <laughs> Yo, yeah, yeah, that's the one he plays too. Like when he I gets, yeah, up. that's weird. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But I mean, he's. Yeah, that it, song it's... is crazy. They're weird. I like it. I mean, it's what is Scott Scott Kroger? He's married to Avril Lavigne. They're like, is he really? Yeah, she oh, yeah. covers. 
she does a cover on her last album, not this like resurgence of Avril that's happening on her last album that no one cared about. She did a Nickelback cover of This Is How You Remind Me. Hmm. And it it just sounds like Avril, like it sounds like she's singing karaoke. They didn't change it much at all. <laughs> but if anyone wants to listen to Avril Lavigne sing, this is how you remind me or whatever. It, it exists. I, I always feel like people who I feel there's two ways to do covers. <laughs> One is you do it from like a tribute band style, like with Weezer uh-huh. doing Africa, where you almost have a hard time telling which one it is. Yeah. And then the other is you take it in the completely opposite direction. I feel like if you try to do it in between, it just never works. No. Have you, do you know Chicone Youth? Like Sonic Youth did Chicone Youth. Yeah. Which is, it? Ha- it's Cam Gordon, Thurston Moore, and then I don't know the guy's name, but he's from this band New, N-E-U, which is like a, no New York, no wave band that was around the same time. Okay. They have an album, the White Album, and they do a cover of Madonna's Into the Groove. Oh. And I highly recommend that you listen to it. It's very cool, but it's what you're saying. They took it in the opposite direction. Yeah. Of And then also on that same album, they do a cover of Addicted to Love, and it's literally just a recording of Kim Borden singing it over a Muzak karaoke version <laughs> of it. <laughs> That's <to> weird. <laughs> so uh, it's a it's a good deep dive album if anyone wants to listen to some Sonic Youthy type of stuff. One, one of my favorite, uh, uh, he's a cover artist for sure, but definitely takes it in a completely different direction is uh, Richard Cheese. Okay, yes, the lounge singer. Yeah, and it's, it's so much fun to listen to. Um, maybe I'm going to have to play that next time I go to the British Beer Company. I'm, I don't know if they've experienced him. That'll be fun. Um, so is there a band? Like, who's the, the, the bucket list band that you guys want to tour with? Like, is there that band I, that you're like, I'd really love to open up for? I Andrew? know... As a band, I know Bikini Kill would be really cool for us. Like, I'm speaking at because I know my own personal artist that I would like shit myself for. Yeah. But as a band, uh, definitely Bikini Kill. Um, obviously, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts would be awesome. We had a chance, we were, we played with Sherry Curry before the pandemic, which was really cool. Um, Didn't Joan Jett I just would, tour, I think? Huh? Wasn't Joan, Joan Jett just on tour? Yeah, with like Def Leppard and Motley Crue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She played. She <laughs> played, played Fenway. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, I feel like she was at Fenway, but I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. I would love to open for the Distillers. Would be huge. Okay. For me, I think if Hole got back together, the whole band, the whole band would like the whole, to open. The whole whole band. <laughs> yeah, the whole whole band would love to open for Hole for sure. So like you know, going back to like not wanting to do everything about women, what we try to do as a band is be inclusive of women. Like our cover photos were all shot by women. Like mm-hmm. we try, um, the music videos are all shot by local Philly women. So we would want to continue that to like open for, you know, a lady band or like a queer band would be cool or anything but some like 
dude band screaming at me. Not that I don't love dude bands that scream. There are so yeah. many, so many bands I love that are dude bands that scream. But like, I'm just tired of because come what comes with the dude bands that screams are the inevitable douchey dudes. Right. I'm not saying there aren't douches at like a Joan Jett concert or whatever, but there are less chances of there being douches backstage mm-hmm. at those types of concerts, at least I think. And like, some, I'm not gonna put anyone on blast or anything, but there have been multiple incidents where just like people are fucking weird about shit backstage and like, especially like, I don't know. There's just a ton of stuff. So like, I just want to stick with you know opening with our idols because all the distillers joan jett whole bikini kill we could put l7 on that list like they're all idols for us and we would all love for them to even like hear us just take one listen you know you could hear one snippet of one song and i would be cool with that you know and it's it's always cool like um you know, I, I was talking to to um, like I said, uh, Jackson Weatherby, and he was talking about mm. um, God, what band was it? it? Wasn't Stick Figure? There was another band. Uh, so he plays like, you know, I, I don't mean this derogatory, but it's just a, a good descriptor for his music. Uh, white guy suburban reggae. Oh yeah, I um, actually know a white suburban reggae person yeah. at the moment. <laughs> and um, so he was talking about a band, and I it's totally escaped me the band that he was telling me about. That uh, he's like, you know, he's like, I really figured that, you know, I would definitely meet him someday. He's like, but the weird part is like, I have his cell phone number now and we text, you know, yeah. it's like, those kind of like, those are such cool moments. Yeah. Um, we, we, I was interviewing uh, a previous guest and I kind of went into the, the, the spiel before, like when I, I did with you explain who we are and blah, blah, mm-hmm. And he kind of stopped me. He's like, I, I know. And I'm like, what do you mean, you know? And he's like, well, I've heard your show. And it just like, it wouldn't even register. Like what yeah, he's talking like, about. I don't even, what do you mean you heard my show? Yeah. <laughs> so what do you mean you liked that? <laughs> yeah. And you listened to more than one episode. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Um, do you get embarrassed about, I get embarrassed sometimes when people bring up uh, writing song. Like, I don't know. Sometimes I feel em- like I'd be put on, blast maybe embarrassed isn't the right i get shy overly shy like if people are like what do you do and i'm like i'm in a boot <laughs> i think it's more and it, it's it's really really weird for me because mm. like that was one of the, the most surreal moments but like i do so much in plymouth that people are like oh you're famous i'm like i'm famous on two streets like yeah. two streets in plymouth where people know me um so like if it's on those streets, like I don't even really think about it. It's just kind of yeah. like, like I went out on a date a while ago and I'm like, do you want to go somewhere quiet or somewhere where people are going to come, but you know, like run into and talk to me. And she's like, yeah, go someplace quiet. And within three feet of walking in the door, someone turned around and was like, Andy, what's going on? I'm like, I told yeah. you that's what happens. <laughs> um, but, uh, but like it, it, we were out in Vegas recording, uh one of our shows and someone recognized me on the elevator and that was just like he's like don't you remember who i am i'm like no (laughs) i'm so sorry i don't that's Uh, happened here on south street and stuff people will stop me or they'll be like hey like i recommend or hey like i like your band or like blah 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 and i'm like thanks and i like (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna run away now yeah Uh, well thanks see you later (laughs) i don't know if i get shy it's more just like this 
like I'm looking for the rational explanation beyond they actually like what we do being like, mm, yeah, you know, that's our t-shirt. Did you get that at Goodwill? Did someone loan that? Yeah. To you? Did you find that on the subway? Like you bought that? They'd be like, no, <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. And it's like, why? <laughs> yeah. So it, it is, it, it's a very, you know, really weird feeling. Mm-hmm. And then kind of, do you ever get the feeling like, not that you're always performing, but kind of like people are, I don't say always watching. Cause that hey, sounds like, I'm yeah, just kind of like, <laughs> you know, if you're out having a shit day that you're like, Oh, this could like represent the band. If I'm rude to someone. Yeah. Like there. So in our previous lineup, there were like definitely moments where outside of the band and just in Philly in general, there were moments that were like, fuck, this could like um, affect the way people perceive us or stuff. I'm not saying anything bad, obviously, happened or whatever. It's just like... But it could literally just be someone having a bad day, you know? Yeah, well, this person got in a fight at a bar and I'm like, well, fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's bad. I then you can be this like... fight up now and now you're yep. the person that fights. Yep. Kind yep. of. <laughs> and did it cost us a gig or it yeah. did cost us a gig. <laughs> yeah. See, that that's that happens, you know. And yeah. I, I've seen I've seen musician friends of excuse me, mus- musicians friends of mine who've been out and you know got a little too drunk and then they've lost gigs because of it. Because you're yeah. the drunk guy. Luckily we don't uh right now I don't I I'm like the California sober. Like I smoke weed all fucking day, but okay. I don't drink uh kate not is that what that's called that... california sober i've never yeah apparently okay. i just learned that recently okay because I, I have a lot of friends I think it gets to the point <laughs> yeah i have a lot of friends who've been like oh i'm sober now and be like bro you're stoned every day every... Yeah, yeah that's the way to be but like only i don't drink the other guitarist doesn't drink she just smokes weed and everyone else the other girls the three other girls they drink but like nothing outlandish mm-hmm. like if anything i was the issue when i was drinking that was, <laughs> that, the fight story wasn't me yeah but i was i was a, i was a messy a messy drunk person and i know i don't think it affected people in the band at that point but it affected uh my life yeah. <laughs> uh we, we had a stand-up comic at one of our shows recently and she does this bit about how uh she had a stop drinking because she was quote too good at it (laughs) yes yeah yeah. i saw an interview with grace slick recently actually she was on letterman i think in the 80s grace slick the singer from jefferson airplane Mm -hmm. and he was talking to her about because she had quite the reputation for being a like drunk yeah and she's and he was like so you think you had a problem and she's like i don't think i had a problem i think i was too good at it she's like i never passed out and everyone would just be praying pass out jesus fuck like yeah. pass go out. to bed <laughs> and he's like and i never did so yeah. that was the issue <laughs> yeah and uh it, it's 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 a weird thing now that weed's legal um oh yeah you're in jersey huh no uh massachusetts oh mass Oh, yeah. I lived in Boston for a year. Oh, nice. In, yeah. in Dorchester. Oh, <laughs> Way nice. Down by yeah. 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 We, yeah. uh, we, we, uh, work a lot with, uh, Dorchester Brewery. It's a great place. Okay. But, uh, I, was... I, I am about 
50 to, yeah 50 yards away from uh plymouth rock and the mayflower right now wow very yeah. cool yeah it's... mass was the first place i moved after florida and it was a culture shock uh i can see that boston is like moving straight to boston from florida was it was very interesting what was the most <laughs> shocking we're kind of assholes <laughs> that the accent's real that 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 whole like like literally my first day in Boston, I was on the tee. And at that point I was staying in my friend's warehouse in Jamaica Plain. So it was like the orange line from yep. Sony or something. And it was my first day there and I was going somewhere. And this guy's on, I'm, I'm about to fucking terribly do a Boston accent. Like this is going to be a horrible version okay. of the Boston accent. It'll probably but... still be better than like Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I just fucking got out of prison, ma. <laughs> <laughs> no i fucking told her it's not my kid ma like all this like this guy was going off smoking a cigarette and like there's no public transit in orlando like we were making we were doing boston accents as jokes like my whole life yeah like to be an asshole and then like i moved up there and it was insane and i didn't know how the radiator worked i turned it on and it started spraying water everywhere <laughs> I, was, like, I didn't know you had a shovel shovel your sidewalk like i have no idea what salt was at the time like it was the weirdest exp it was like a crash course of living up north so that's i was like all right gotta move a little south so yeah. I <laughs> yeah i love when people move here from like a warm place and you'd be like <laughs> oh well good luck this winter and they're like no i know it snows i'm like yeah you don't get it like it snowed in april it was yeah. it was the year of the marathon, because I remember Marathon Monday. It was it was year this... bombing. Oh, okay. It, so it was Blizzard Juno. There were a yep. couple nor'easters, and then there was Juno, and it snowed like twelve feet in Boston. Uh, it's a nor'easter. Oh yeah, nor'easter, and I'm <laughs> on acid in the backyard. Yeah, <laughs> nor'easter. Listen, listen, kid. <laughs> listen. Yeah, listen, Ted, or Big Time. I love when people are like, oh, fucking Big Time. I'm like, oh. okay. <laughs> I didn't realize that was a Massachusetts thing. Yeah, no one says Big Time. <laughs> uh, so my buddy who lives in Philly was living out in Chicago for a while. Mm. And he, he came home with this girl he was dating. And we're sitting in my kitchen. We're talking. And I was talking about hanging out with mutual friends. And all of a sudden she goes, oh. And I'm like, what? She's like, you're not in a band. And I'm like, no she's like i thought you were over there playing polka and i'm like no polka. sorry poker <laughs> that's like someone kept saying my rum like someone kept trying to tell me about their room but they're yeah. like yeah it's my rum and it's I'm in like, my room I don't, yeah i don't understand what you're saying or the rough okay yeah yeah <laughs> i guess i with the bubbler oh i learned what that was the yeah. water fountain yeah yep. bubbler <laughs> Packy's a good one. Packy, I thought was racist when I first heard it. To be honest, it's. Uh, <laughs> I thought people kept telling me it was a package store. Yes, and yes. So our <laughs> other one of our other shows is uh, called Bar Talk. A uh, little mm -hmm. plug. Go check it out if you work in the bar and restaurant industry. I do. And uh, we did the research and found found out why it's called the package store. Why is so it when prohibition was repealed in this state, you could buy alcohol, but it had to be wrapped in brown paper before you left mm -hmm. the store. So they had to package your liquor before you left. So they became the package store. Oh, so it's an alcohol thing. That's so Massachusetts. 
Yeah. And to the point where Massachusetts <laughs> people, you can be like, why is it called a packy? And they're like, I don't know. Yeah. They're like, I don't know. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Is that where of... the brown paper bags stem from, you think? Um, the oh, like the, the hobo koozies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it a brown paper bag because of that? I want to, I, I really hope that's the reason. <laughs> I feel like that's an everywhere thing, though. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I don't know what they did for Prohibition down here. I'm sure they just continued to sell it. It seems like a very... Oh, I mean, thing. they still <laughs> sold it, but it was just, there wasn't a specific oh, yeah. store, you know? Um, yeah, so, <laughs> so it was just... It was, and I mean, I was... This was like a year ago when I heard that story. So it's just... Oh, wow. It's not... Ew. People don't really know why, you know? I would... We don't have corner stores in Florida. We have, Or like in Orlando, we have just like gas stations, like 7-Eleven and shit. It's nothing like up here in <laughs> Philly. I remember I was down visiting family one time, and they're like, "Oh, we're getting hoagies." Ah, and I'm like, "What yeah, is a hoagie?" The sub. The sub. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but it's yeah. good. Do you know what grinder is? Because no one's been able to tell me it's a hot hoagie. I guess, but oh, I would have just assumed it's the same thing. No, but, I don't uh... know. I thought it was the roll that it's on. No one yeah. will explain it to me because in Florida there's subs. Yeah. Here there's hoagies in Jersey. There's subs. There's Martins and shit. And then I have friends from outside of New York in like the Hudson Valley or where Westchester area. They say that it's called a wedge up there. A wedge. That's so weird. A wedge. Yeah, Dude. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> um. So obviously, you know, we're big music fans because we're talking about music um no some of my favorite ones are when they go off the rails because to me that's like the interesting (laughs) part where you find out so my whole premise behind this podcast is you get to find out what the people are like and i feel like if you like like the people you're more interested in what they're doing Mm. that's kind of the premise and so i like when it goes off the rails Um, i got to interview the voice and i'm like i'm terrible with names uh, the voice of Invader Zim. I don't know his name, but I grew up with Invader. Invader and Zim was on when I was a kid. All we did was argue about Star Wars. <laughs> okay. So did he do it in the Invader Zim voice? Though uh, he's kind of just got that voice. I mean, it's Not- more like him. It's like a, a louder, more excited version of his voice. Wasn't the. I this may be you may know the answer to this is maybe just like something I think I misheard but Invader Zim was that guy like a teenager and they gave him like money to do that show like I feel like that it's like the creator a yeah um he was a comic book artist okay so I'm wrong yeah yes. and he did <laughs> um I don't well I don't know how old he was yeah but he his claim to fame I think was called um shit i think it's called johnny the homicidal maniac was his comic mm-hmm. i don't know much about comic i know a little yeah. oh, there's a little comic in front of me i'm lying yeah. to you <laughs> <laughs> and you just rad yourself out because i wouldn't have known um but i think that was the name of the comic and okay. then somehow ended up doing invader zim i don't i'll have to get him on the show i don't know excellent uh-huh. question um so the album's out now. Um, mm-hmm. Where can people go to listen, pick it up? Is it on every vinyl? fucking platform? Okay, so every platform you can imagine: Tidal, Apple's, as our singer likes to call it, iTunes, but Apple's. Apple's. Uh, okay. 
the other ones that I can't YouTube, our whole album's up on YouTube, song by song. Um you can do the Shazam if you hear it out loud. I think Repo Records has some of our CDs. We only have CDs right now. Mm-hmm. Pick one up. Um, we're looking into getting vinyl made of the album. We've just been like doing everything ourselves and bit by bit. So we're, I want vinyl. The rest of the girls want vinyl. So that is our next merch step. I also would like yeah. to make like rolling paper things. I saw that you can make oh, rolling that's paper. That's kind of cool. But I think the vinyl is uh, more important than the rolling yeah. paper. Um, I, I was talking with um, Michael Crane from Dead Cross the other day, and they're making cassettes. He's like, yeah, it's a thing now. People Hell yeah. And I'm like, why? That's <laughs> funny. Well, like, all the punk bands, like, for as long as I can remember, I want to say for the last 17 years, punk bands, like my friends' punk bands and local bands have been putting out tapes. Really, but I'm not sure because it's it was cheaper. I'm I know everything's getting more expensive with like retro shit being back, but like you could buy a, a tape multiplier and just like have one tape made and then easily record over. You know, like I used to record over my sister. Like of course, yeah, yeah. You can just tape over anything. It's, so you, and you put the little tape over the little plastic tab in the back so you can tape over yep. the music you don't want to hear. Yep, yeah. exactly. You know, yeah. so yeah. it's funny. And that's the th- that was the same thing with vinyl too. Is that all my friends' punk bands were putting it out like seventeen years ago, and everyone was always like, "Why are you doing that?" And now it's come back. It's weird how everything's come back. Like my roommate's kid is like fourteen now, and she just wants to look like two thousand and three. Well, my youngest that's, is that's like listening to Nirvana and the Beatles, and my son's. Favorite fit my son's favorite concert. He's uh he'll be twenty one next year. Okay, he, cool. That he's been to was Molly Crew. Hell yeah, Molly Crew like, rules. Really? <laughs> Mick Mars just retired a couple days ago. Officially. Oh no shit! Really? Yeah. Wow. He's he, gone. He's he's Last, an older dude. Yeah. He lasted a lot longer than I thought he was with his old spine being one piece. Yeah. <laughs> I um, met him. Oh, did you? Yeah, that's cool. At Nam or Nam Nash, the music convention in Anaheim, Anaheim, every year I got to go to in like 2009. I want to say it was there. Very cool. Pretty sweet. <laughs> um, so we got the album vinyl soon. Just want to make sure we do all like our promo stuff that you got to do. The show, our next show. Can I say that? Oh, I can uh, the date. You so can. I'm not sure when this is gonna go up. Uh, it goes up on Mondays. Let me see. Well, I can say if you went to it, thank you. Okay, uh, what's the date? <laughs> and I can tell you. So I think this is going to go uh, up the 21st or the 28th. Of November? Yeah. Okay, so then our next show after that would be December 7th. It's a Tuesday at Kyber Pass in Philadelphia. Kyber I, Pass? Yeah. Okay. Uh, like K-A-K-H-Y-B-E-R. Um... I don't know the other bands off the top of my head, but if you want to come see us, we're definitely going to be there that night and it'll be a lot of fun. And thank you. If you came to the two other shows <laughs> in between then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my buddy's been bugging me to get down to Philly. So now when I come down, I have to see if you guys are playing. Dude. Yeah. We play. Uh, November 7th and November 25th. Between those are yeah. the two shows. Down there, yeah. I won't so. be down there by then. 
maybe well, maybe <laughs> springtime but um <laughs> i would love to come to tour up there to hit boston and like worcester and stuff so oh you should there, actually south of boston there's like a really like um great venue that you should check out um it's called uh soundcheck studios okay it's a band rehearsal space that they've added this huge concert venue, full stage and lighting and sound and video. Holy shit, that's and, awesome. Um, it's okay. it's pretty amazing. And, you know, they get touring acts through there and where it's, it's close enough to Boston where you can pull people, but it's not going to be, you know, Boston price. Yeah. So. yeah, that's what's hard outside of the, the big cities is getting people other than the locals to come. You want the locals to come, obviously. Right. But sometimes only a tiny bit of people which i'll still play i'll play in front of your fucking dog like (laughs) it doesn't matter who comes i'll play (laughs) yeah and and my thing is like i want to see more touring acts and more types of touring acts like we have on plymouth we have the spire performing arts center and they get a ton of people and memorial Mm -hmm. hall gets like some you know decently big names yeah but um it's all like aging rockers and or jam bands okay and they're fine but it's like give me some variety you know uh but uh oh yeah, yeah. such as the the life when you're that's what people want to hear yeah <laughs> yeah like i said jam, jam bands are fine but not my preference same it's yeah. cool i respect you musically yeah that's I, that's it <laughs> <laughs> i don't need to see him nine days a week um no. but thank you so, oh before i go uh-huh. Let's ask a random. Oh, okay, so random question of the day. Um, I'm still trying to figure. We're like 315 episodes. And I still really don't know how to end the show. Um, so I'm going with a random question. Uh, what if you're out trick or treating? What candy would make you egg their house? Peeps, Halloween peeps. How? Oh, do they make Halloween peeps? They make ghost peeps and shit. Yeah, oh, that's that garbage. That would make me egg a house. And so would, like, if someone put out that weird, like, seafood candy stuff. I don't know. (laughs) That sounds disgusting. Yeah, it is. (laughs) I'd have to go with Whoppers. Whoppers? No mothballs for you. No. 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 I like... I think I like a Whopper if I'm given a Whopper. I would never Whop myself, but I would definitely <laughs> never Whop take, yourself. Never, never Whop remember, myself. Remember, kids, oh. don't Whop yourself. Don't only take them from your friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, Liz, thank you so much. It's a lot of fun. And to our listeners, we'll see you guys again next week. And thanks for checking out the show today, listeners. Uh, if you enjoyed the content today, you can go over to patreon.com slash to support the show. You can join over there for just a few dollars a month and help us provide this fun content that you just checked out. You can also email us at inebriart.com with your questions, complaints, and concerns, or you can find us on all social medias at inebriart or at inebriart6 on Instagram. And also don't forget to check out our other shows, Bar Talk Podcast, Old Colony Cast, Inebriart, and all the other shows on the Inebriart Network, which you can find at inebriart.com. Thanks again for listening.